Here, take control of our future, Black empowerment. We are so excited about this podcast, and we're glad to be uh, one of the pioneers in this space of empowerment. And 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 we know that many uh many people have taken this cause to heart and have done great feats um, in really making a difference in where we are. However, <laughs> Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, which we're reading the book Poweronomics uh, during this podcast, um, so we'll be bringing a lot about that. But I've read his book prior, uh, Black Labor, White Wealth, and it was really a game changer. I've always been pro-Black, and I am still pro-Black. Um, I love everybody, but I'm more pro-Black since reading that book <clears throat> because it was like my eyes were open and I was able to see why things are the way that they are and how it came about to be the way that they are. And so it was a game changer for me. And so I'm really committed now to see the plight of African-Americans and people of African descent uh, go to the next level of wealth, um, from poverty to wealth. And Dr. Claude Anderson points out in his book, Black Labor, White Wealth, that in the past 100 years, uh, all the different movements that black Blacks have been a part of in America have not moved the needle of how many are of us that are impoverished. And so I've taken it on as a personal mission to change that uh that needle, move that needle, change that number. And so uh, I want to read an excerpt out of his book, Poweronomics. And um, let's just read it and see what it says. It says, although slavery and Jim Crow, is the title of this section is Race, Racism, and Wealth. Although slavery and Jim Crow semi-slavery ended generations ago, their legacies live on in various form of social, of structural forms of structural racism. Contrary to popular notions about the concept of race, it is more than biological grouping. Race is about financial, political, and social currencies. It is a form of stored wealth and power. Whiteness has money, monetary value. Knowing the origin and nature of the value of race is the essential to any analysis of Black America's dilemma. It is important that Blacks know why the race problem refuses to die and how it is used to keep them non, a non-competitive and powerless group. The word race first appeared with the emergence of the slave practice in the 16th century. Records indicate the word race was selected because the various European slave trading nations were in a contest 
competing to profit from the mineral and human wealth of Africa. The prize for winning the race was the power to develop Western civilization. Using the wealth uh, extracted out of Africa, black people were non-competitors in the race. They were the prizes, so they could neither play nor win. Whew. What a powerful, what a powerful, uh, just a paragraph right there. It's just a mouthful. I just finished watching on last night. I watched a movie called um, a what was it? A Woman King. Yeah, A Woman King, and it was an excellent movie. And it showed um, slavery starting in Africa and what was going on and how the manipulation was uh, happening. And it showed that it was a race, okay? And it had a lot of implications. And I guess because I read Black Labor, White Wealth, I had a better understanding and it may have had a deeper meaning than the average person that um, watched the movie. But having read that book and then watching the movie, it really just drove home the points that Dr. Claude Anderson um, brings out in his, his book, Black Labor, White Wealth. And so when you realize that the word race was given to um, the color of African-Americans or Africans at the time because of the capitalization that was uh, occurring and the, I want to use this word, the raping of Africa for its resources and things of that nature and bringing it to a place where they can um, they can monetize the color of our skin. And so it was a powerful movie. And to understand why we are where we are, we must really look at where we come from and why the things that were implemented were implemented and how that it has been kept um, and continue to be perpetrated on the African-Americans now in this country and the Africans around the globe. And some of the same mentalities that we had in Africa, we have right now um, when we were enslaved, we were selling each other out and we are still selling each other out and doing things to a, one another that um, shouldn't be. But because of our ignorance, because of our conditioning, because of our lack of awareness, we find ourselves perpetrating, uh, being perpetrators of this same thing, right? And so we have to come out. We got to break free. We have to uh, come to the realization that 
we are conditioned and if we're going to change our our status and our the way that we are viewed really i don't care how we are viewed right if you got if you got enough money you don't care how people view you you care how people treat you but how they what they think about you really doesn't matter and you can pay for what you want right or you can create your own community to get what you want when you want it <laughs> and black labor white wealth talked about how that integration was a did a big disservice to us as a race and i i wrestled with that i wrestled with that concept i wrestled with it but i i come as i continue to think about it and ponder on it and look at our our state that we're in and have pity on our people because of the state and the conditioning and the um, lack of knowledge lack of understanding and the system the system that we find ourselves in so i see all of that playing playing a part and i see that if we were able to stand on our own two feet and we were able to not try to assimilate but try to build within this nation a our nation okay or even create a new nation well, um then we will find ourselves in a better position we will find ourselves in a position of power where we came from we came from a a country where we were in power we were kings we were priests we were we were heads of states heads of communities and now we find ourselves impoverished dearly greatly but we have royalty running through our blood and so we need to get back to our roots we need to get back to that royalty and find out where we we got off the mission and got off the boat and and reconnect with our roots and dominate the world dominate its resources and not not in the sense of putting other people down but just ruling like we rule right controlling what we control and and doing good for humanity and so that's that's what we're we're in the game to win we in the race to win um i'm going to read uh a few more uh portions of this book it says all the competing slave trading nations religions and ethnic groups benefited and were advanced were advantaged by black slavery slavery is the most often approached in social and moral terms it, it is most often approached in social and moral terms it is seldom discussed in terms of the primary incentive of undergirded the slave trade wealth building so we need to call a spade a spade instead of letting them dance around it it was all about wealth and we let them take the wealth out of it and then we don't think about wealth right 
We don't we don't realize that, hey, it's been about wealth. It's all it's about wealth and it will always be about wealth. And the thing is that this country, not this just this country, but this world is full of wealth. It's enough wealth to go around. But you will still have poor because they don't have access to it. But you have to but the but the wealthy should be generous in their with their wealth and some are to a certain degree right but they're not really trying to aid you for to come up and and, and have your own wealth they rather have you and i'm just talking about some um they rather have you under their their feet but i'm i'm ready to rise i don't know about you and this 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 podcast is all about rising going to the next level um, creating generational wealth. And, you know, I'm, we have to start with our children because some of us been, you know, and, and we've been so conditioned that we, we don't even believe that it's possible for us to change the world that exists, you know, I, but I believe it's possible. And, you know, just like, (laughs) The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, there were all the old heads. Well, majority, I wouldn't say all, but the majority of the old heads, they got swallowed up in the earth. Why? Because of their unbelief. And so if if God wanted to take the children of Israel to the promised land and he had to destroy <laughs> The elders, the ones that didn't believe, which was the majority of them, and raise up a new generation that will believe him and 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 be willing to fight for what they believe. See, when they got into the promised land, it wasn't peaches and cream and roses and, you know, uh, so they had to fight. They had to fight to possess their land. And guess what? We're going to have to fight to possess our land, to possess wealth. And I'm not talking about physical fight. I'm, I'm talking because the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, <laughs> right? But it, 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 it's, it's with the mind. It's, it's with our actions. It's with our thoughts. Because thoughts produce feelings and feelings produce actions and actions produce results. And so if we can change our thinking, we can change our results. If we can start thinking well, we can build wealth and be wealthy. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. And so I'm ready. Are you ready? If you're ready, please like, share, subscribe. Invite, comment, let us hear from you, and stay tuned. Be blessed. I'm just Antoine, and we'll see you at the top. Bye for now.